0: Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church this morning. It's the 12th Sunday after Trinity, August 30th, 2020. And sadly, as all of our members know, we were unable to have services this morning because of some COVID issues. So I'm bringing to you today a short service. It will be very brief of our scripture readings. Also a, a short sermon then the prayers, and then a blessing at the end. And under the video, you will find a link to the bulletin, which will be very helpful. You have the Scripture readings there. And most importantly, um, there's a quite detailed outline for the sermon today, which will be very helpful because the sermon today, because there's nobody in here, it won't be quite as formal as it normally would be. But um, I'll be just kind of working through the outline um, a little bit. On this 12th Sunday after Trinity, the Gospel reading is Jesus healing the deaf-mute man, which today gives us an opportunity to talk about evil and how Jesus confronted all the evil of the world, and he was the good that could conquer the evil. And we'll especially in the sermon today talk about the problem of evil, why it's so challenging in our world, And talk about how Jesus is the answer to that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, by your gift alone, your faithful people render true and laudable service. Help us steadfastly to live in this life according to your promises, And finally, attain your heavenly glory through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 12th Sunday after Trinity is from Isaiah chapter 29. Is it not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest? In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor among mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless shall come to nothing, and the scoffer cease, and all who watch to do evil shall be cut off, who by a word make a man out to be an offender and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and with an empty plea turn aside him who is in the right. Therefore thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no more be ashamed, no more shall his face grow pale, for when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. And those who go astray in spirit will come to understanding, and those who murmur will accept instruction. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 7th chapter. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This Gospel reading today, Jesus healing the deaf-mute man, it gives us a chance to talk about a very real problem. A problem that, that really bothers a lot of people when they consider God at all, and that's the problem of evil. Why is there all this evil and suffering in the world? Why was this man deaf and mute and in fact, as we'll hear, they were bringing to Jesus all kinds of people who were sick with various diseases, and he was healing them all. But why is there all this evil and suffering in the world? And what we will find is the same exact thing we found last Sunday. That the answer is Jesus. Last Sunday, we talked about the problems that are going on in our, in our own nation over race relations. and Some people elevating themselves over other people. All of us guilty of it. And we talked about how Christianity is sitting on the answer to all of those problems. Jesus, He is the answer. He is the only answer that gives forgiveness and dignity to every single human life. Well, the same thing is true today. This problem of evil finds its answer in Jesus. And this is crucially important, especially right now. In Psalm 4, this question is asked. It says that people are saying, who will show us something good? Who will show us some good? Boy, (laughs) you couldn't ask for a more finally question right now in 2020 who will show us some good look at all the evil around us the evil of this virus and make no mistake it is an evil causing of course death causing all kinds of suffering isolation depression loss of income you know separation from family it's evil We can easily say, like Psalm 4 right now, who will show us something good? We are dealing with this problem of evil. And here our Scripture readings show us Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He is some good. He is the good. I mean, just think of all the good that Jesus brings into this world of evil. All the good He brings you. His grace. His forgiveness of all of your sins. His baptism and new life. His resurrection from the dead. His love for you. His promise to never leave you. His self-control. Gentleness. His joy. All these goods that Jesus brings into this world of evil? See, we have the answer. In Matthew's Gospel, he relates this exact day that we're hearing about in Mark where Jesus heals the man who's deaf and mute. Now, Matthew doesn't record the, the man who was deaf and mute, but actually Matthew records all kinds of other people coming to Jesus. Jesus had been up west in Tyre and Sidon. That's where He he healed the daughter of the Canaanite woman. He comes back around to the east side of the Sea of Galilee and all these people are coming to Him. Matthew says, "...great crowds came to Him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and they put them at His feet and He healed them. Of course he did. It's Jesus. He's good. He is the good. Bring him all the evil of the world. Lay it at his feet. And he makes it good. Bring him a man who can't hear and can't talk. Jesus will make him good and whole again. This is what Jesus does. He brings us out of this world that is full of evil into His world of good. It's a whole new world. I'm sure you've heard it said before, it's a common thing, that when you're deaf, you, it, it's very much living in an entirely different world than those who can hear. And... Um, this was this very much the case for this man who was deaf and mute. Jesus brought him out of a, an entirely different world into a new world where he could hear and speak again. Well, one thing that I had never even considered, but just think about how this virus has even made it harder for people who are deaf now. I read an article from a woman who was hard of hearing and she was talking about how difficult um, the masks make it for someone who is deaf or hard of hearing. They, they usually rely heavily on being able to read lips. Well, when everyone's wearing masks, that takes a whole part of your world away. You can't, you can't uh, under, see the facial expression, see their lips moving, you know, use all that other body language that you would normally use to understand and communicate. And there's, of course, the issue of those who are hard of hearing, the masks, you know, makes it even harder to hear people. If they have hearing aids, the masks are a big problem trying to keep them around your ears, not messing with your your hearing aids. And another just kind of thing you would never think about, but, you know, if you're in a store and you're supposed to be keeping all this distance from people, social distancing, but you can't hear people coming up from the sides behind you, and um, you... It's very hard to be able to keep those distances and other people don't understand that if you you can't hear. These are entirely different worlds, see? But here's Jesus coming in saying that he brings us into a new world where everything is good and right and whole the way it should be. Jesus is the good in this world of evil. He is the one who makes all things good. Now I said this morning we would deal with this problem of evil, and I have to deal with it um, a few different ways, but hopefully in the end it will be helpful whenever you hear this question or think it yourself. The problem of evil, this challenge has been around for forever and ever since Adam and Eve. And that is the question of if there is a God, why is there all this evil and suffering in the world? If there is a God, why do people die? Why do people uh, suffer with hunger? Why do people suffer with illnesses like cancer? Why is there natural disasters? Right? Why, why hurricanes like we've seen recently? If there is a God, why does all of this happen? Now, we will talk about the answer. You already heard me say the answer is Jesus. But there's one thing about this question you have to understand first and foremost. Is that there's something even about the way we ask the question that... Will keep us from seeing God's answer. The way we ask the question if there is a God, why is there all this evil in the world, it assumes that all of the evil is God's fault. It assumes that we are innocent, that we have done nothing to deserve any of this evil. And that we can go to God and put it all on Him, lay it at His feet and say, why, God? Why are You allowing all of this evil and suffering to happen? Why don't You stop it? So the fundamental flaw, you see, not that we shouldn't ask the question. We should definitely ask the question. But we should be aware that the fundamental flaw when we're asking it is that we're placing all the evil out there and not seeing any of the evil in here. We're asking about all the evil outside of us while we ignore all the evil that is inside of us. And God's answer deals first and foremost not with the evil outside of us, but with the evil inside of us. So to see God's answer to this question of if there is a God, why doesn't He do something about all this evil? To see His answer, we have to understand that the first evil God deals with is the evil inside of us. Now, to be able to see the evil inside of you, you need the help of the Holy Scriptures, which clearly diagnoses The problem's right within your own heart and soul. When we look at the evil around us in the world, this is simply a reflection of the evil that exists in the heart of every single one of us. And that's the problem that God deals with first. See, God has answered the problem of evil. The problem is that we don't always like the way He has answered. God sent an answer to the problem of evil in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to suffer and die for our evil. God has promised that Jesus will make all things right and good again. He does have power over all evil. He stills the storms. He heals all those with diseases. And yet, first and foremost, He comes to reach inside of us, to still the storms in here, to heal the disease within our own hearts, to go and suffer and die on the cross for your evil and my evil. And then, Jesus will, when He comes again, make all things right. He will ultimately and finally deal with the problem of evil. But now, Jesus comes and works within us. Through His Word, through His sacrament, through His Spirit, He works to make us good and to help us to hear and see and speak the good that is in Jesus. Now, I have to approach this question from a little different angle, so you'll also see another problem with it. When we ask this question, if there's a God, why is there all this evil? We think that the answer would be get rid of God. Well, then you don't have the problem of evil anymore, right? Well, okay, we get rid of God, then we don't have this problem of some being up there who is supposed to be good, but allows all this evil to happen. But actually, there's another problem. If you get rid of God, you don't get rid of the problem of evil. In fact, you make it worse. If you take God away, then who is to say what is good? How do you know what's evil and what's good? How can you say it's evil for one man to kill another man? If that one man might say, well, I'm stronger and I need his resources. What's evil and what's not evil? In fact, history has shown that when societies get rid of God, they end up with far greater evil. Getting rid of God doesn't get rid of the problem. Getting rid of God only takes away the answer to the problem. Now, Jesus, in our Gospel reading today shows what he truly is. A good doctor. A great physician who clearly is going to diagnose where exactly the problem sits. They bring to him a man who is deaf and mute. Jesus doesn't look around and blame God and say, why God did you do this? He doesn't look around and the rest of society and say, why is this man deaf and mute? He looks inside the man. He's, in point of fact, puts his fingers inside the man, in his ears, touches his eardrums. Jesus knows where the problem lies. He diagnoses the problem, reaches in, heals it, makes it good and whole. Then, spitting touches the man's tongue. Heals it. Gives him a tongue and lips to speak. See, Jesus knows where the real problem lies. Like a good doctor, He's able to diagnose the problem. See, that's part of the issue today. When you go to your doctor, You know, oftentimes, you don't know what's wrong. That's the whole problem. You see the symptoms, right? Just like in the world. We see the symptoms. We see the natural disasters. We see the diseases. We see the suffering. We see the hatred, the racism, the violence, the viruses. We see all the issues, but we don't know what the problem is. You go to your doctor and you say, Doctor, this, this, and this is wrong. What's going on? What's the problem? How do I make it right again? And the doctor will do what he has to do, examine you, do x-rays, look inside of you, and figure out where the problem is. Jesus is the same great physician. He diagnoses our world and us. He says this is the problem, sin. The sin within you. And He reaches into us with the waters of holy baptism and washes us clean. He says the problem isn't the evil all around you. The problem is the evil within you. And He gives us the medicine of His Word and holy sacraments to answer, to give us something good. And then we, as His people, we, like the deaf-mute man, are brought into a new world. A world where we live in the good and we hear the good and see the good and speak the good. It's like the crowd that day says, He has done all things well. See, any time in this world of evil where you say, like Psalm 4, who will show us something good? We know something good. Jesus, God has shown us the ultimate good in the person of Jesus Christ. We never have to say, how do we know what's good? Jesus is good. And everything Jesus gives us is good. And if you say, if there's a God, why is there all this evil? God says, look at my son. Here is the good for you. Here is the good I've done for you. I've taken all your evil, all your sin away. And I've given you a new and clean heart that you might see all the good in this world and in others. The good of Jesus I've given you a heart to see and hear forgiveness and joy and peace and self-control and gentleness and humility. He has done all things well, Jesus has. He continues to do all things well. Christians, if you ever struggle with the problems of evil, turn your heart to Jesus. Picture that day by the Sea of Galilee, the great crowds bringing to Jesus all the evil of the world, all the problems of the world, all the viruses of the world, bringing Him the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, bringing Him all the evil of the world and Jesus healing them all. Jesus heals you, friends. He heals you and shows you something good. And when He comes again on the last day, He will finally and ultimately bring us into the good and perfect kingdom of heaven where evil will no longer have any place. In Jesus' name, Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all Christians and especially for the saints here at Trinity Lutheran Church that our ears would be opened by the Spirit of Jesus to see and hear the good that is ours now and in the world to come and that we would bring others to hear the same good news in this world that is full of evil. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the whole church, for those suffering persecution, for President Harrison, President Miller, and for all our missionaries, that the church would be faithful in showing mercy to those in need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for our nation and those in authority, for President Trump and Governor Pritzker, for all other leaders, that God would give them wisdom and faithfulness in their duties, that our nation would be full of peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those serving in the military, including Jack Richardson, Chaplain Carney, and Alan Burton, that they would be defended from all harm, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For an end to this virus, that the Lord would provide an appropriate vaccine or medicine that would alleviate our suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace and reconciliation among all people in our nation, that the Lord would bring an end to the violence, would keep our police safe, and would bring justice and reconciliation to any who have been wrongfully treated, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in need, including Barb, Daryl, Philip, and Anna, that the Lord would turn their hearts to Christ and His love, that He would restore them to health according to His will, and that He would bless them with His peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the family and friends of Bob, Nancy's brother-in-law, that they would find peace in Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, and who promises that believing in Him we will not die, but shall live. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands we commend all these for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.